0: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
1: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.
2: Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
0: Yes, good morning and welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club, Adam Peacock and Nick Davis, Adam in Melbourne, Sydney uh, Nick in Sydney, Sydney in Sydney. How are you Davo?
3: I'm g- <laughs> I am beyond good. Oh, wonderful. Yep. How, how did you get to there? Uh, we've got background, we've got logos we've got Toro sponsorship we've got topspot.com.au but oh. in the background we're going to be moving to another studio next week. We've got T-shirts on the way. I scored a try at training this week at Rooster's Training. I've <laughs> <Set one. laughs> had a good week.
0: The simple things. The simple things the uh, sim- amuse I, you.
3: Simple, uh, simple things amuse simple mind. The little monkey playing the cymbals inside my head this morning is going, <laughs> burko.
0: <laughs> I'm looking at that Moas Club behind Gibbo. How good is it? I'm down in Melbourne. That new logo, wow. This is going to be some impressive merch that's finally going to run off the production line. Yeah. Nicholas.
3: I am... Very excited. Not as excited as you. How's the tennis been? How has your week Unreal. at Melbourne Park been?
0: Great. Great. It, it's a feeling of uh, people getting outside Su- and enjoying life again. Oh, that. We'll get to that later. <laughs>
3: Have you been a sewer?
0: No. No. <laughs> you haven't? No. You I'm sure? just trying to get through life not being sued. Um, <laughs> well, you yeah, got, got
3: more jobs than me now, so good luck with that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's been unreal. The the tennis, like obviously we sat here last week when talking a bit about Novak Djokovic, or a lot of it about Novak Djokovic. Uh, I knew that as soon as the tennis started that it would provide the, the narrative that you want out of a sporting event, and it, it certainly has all week. There's been some great stories, and looking forward to one of them this afternoon, Chris O'Connell, who is a Sydney boy. Um, not that long ago, he was having to make ends meet by washing boats and having a, uh, you know, doing odd jobs around the place because the tennis tour wasn't happening for him. But now he's through to the third round. He plays um, Max Cressy, um, who's not in the top, you know, echelon of men's tennis. He has a massive chance of making the fourth round of his, um, of his home Grand Slam. So looking forward to that one. The Sabo, Ash Barty rolls on last night. She was excellent against Camilla Georgie. She doesn't play Naomi Osaka next round. Uh, how's this for a stat, Nick? That Naomi Osaka, she's played 21 Grand Slams. She's won four. But of the other 17, she's never made it past the fourth round.
3: Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Adam. I can remember sitting here on a Saturday morning and Naomi Osaka being a leg of the stupid multi in the <laughs> US Open and being up two sets to love and getting dusted. So
0: yeah.
3: she's an early year, no. Naomi she wouldn't Osaka.
0: have been two sets to love up at the US Open. because She would have been off the court if she was two sets to love oh, up. Oh,
3: sorry. One, uh, she was, one set up. Uh, one set up, and I think it was five, but she was 5-3. Sorry, in the yeah. second set. My bad. Yeah,
0: your bad. Anyway. It's uh, a hard game
3: to uh, score. Jordan asked me about that. My 13-year-old daughter was we sitting there. Dad, I've got a question for you. And 13-year-old daughter, you're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Where's this going? Yeah. yeah uh, said, Tennis scoring. How does it work? <laughs> it's a good point. <laughs> I was like, hey, well, if we do homeschool next year, maybe that could be a part of our uh, our math. Tennis I reckon whoever work. came up
0: with tennis scoring was in the same pub as whoever came up with the rules for AFL. <laughs> All in, just, maybe uh, just invented random. in the
3: same area of the world, were they not? Over in the in. maybe. Well, AFL was invented by the cricketers, in the
0: yeah, something to do during winter. I don't know. The, the tennis, I think, was based on something medieval, but yeah, it was based based around the English aristocracy back in the day. So. Yeah, odd scoring system, Uh, but the important thing is that people like Ash Barty are through. Rafael Nadal, importantly for the uh, tournament as well, he's still such a a draw card. He got it done in four last night and um, plenty else to look for. What jumped out at you? We'll we'll have a greater discussion about the tennis a bit later on, but um, week one, Australian Open, what jumped at you, Nick? For Uh, someone that doesn't usually get into the tennis, but certainly during the Australian Open, you're drawn to it.
3: uh, The fact that normally I know that... Hasn't been as hot, has it? I think you were saying that it's gonna be a bit hotter up here. Oh, sorry, it's down baking there. today. It's yeah, baking next five down there days. Today. Yep. Hot. Uh it doesn't look as hot as normal, uh normal Australian opens. The other thing, Was and it? we had a little discussion before, I'm all for the automatic line judge, the hawkeye. I'm all for yeah. that. Yeah. I'm all for that. And I, I I know there's a little bit of you mentioned it before in our phone conversation, there's the the, the theatre around that. Hmm. But uh, I like I, lo- I like it. I, I feel like and the the serving clock and all that. I, I think that the game of tennis is moving. It, it flows a lot better. It's it's quicker to watch at the moment.
0: I like the serve clock. I, I don't mind the. <coughs> it's okay. The electronic. I'm calling. I just miss the blow ups that come out of human mistakes.
3: <laughs> oh, there's still blow ups.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but not as good. Not as good. Well, like. Anyway, and I'll say my, other, my other
3: comment for the, the Hawkeye and my Yernars yeah, because
0: okay, we got you. You're off the long run this morning with I the Yernars, yeah I'm looking forward yeah to this. I've got, it's going to be got a, a rant.
3: I have got heaps.
0: It's like right at home on the AM dial. With the ranting that's coming from the mouth of Nick Davis a bit later on. Um, with the tennis, let us know on the text line oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. If you could, what do you think of the tennis crowds? Uh, you happy with the the way that the tennis crowds have acted this week, um, the booing, suing, whatever you want to call it from the stands, and also have they got it right? Should they just let it let it sing a little? Should they have a little bit more of a party atmosphere? Should
3: there be the party call,
0: so to speak? Should there be the party court, like at Scottsdale in the uh, in the golf? Is that this week, the the Phoenix Open?
3: They
0: uh, are they out in the desert this week?
3: They uh, or is it next week? I think it's next week, and then the players is. Coming up soon. But, yeah, t- uh, the Waste Manager, the Phoenix Waste Management Open, the 16th hole, the par three, the party hole, the stadium hole. Amazing.
0: Mm. How'd mm. you go
3: there, Adam? Stand there with a little 9 iron in your hand.
0: Yeah, I'd chuck it on the green pretty safely.
3: <laughs> Regulation three.
0: Regulation three. Get off two-putt. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks you? for
3: coming.
0: Uh no. I reckon you'd shank it in there. Sort of, of the Be some sort
3: of <laughs> <hosel> rocket. <laughs> I need to. I need to sharpen up. Uh, I need to sharpen up. I uh, I have got a little sojourn to the uh, to the land of our our wonderful sponsor topsport.com.au, Gold Coast for a golf trip coming up. So I need to sharpen Ooh, nice. up.
0: Oh, nice! I've got a Tasmanian golf trip coming up.
3: Ooh, that's nice.
0: Yeah, we're actually all fearful that if we haven't got COVID ten days before, that it's going to lock yourself down. Play. Mate. Lock yourself <laughs> down. Scuffable. yeah. I'll live inside a bubble, like Mr. Burns, when he's scared of catching germs. Um, around the place, in terms of scores, had the tennis what's just going on. on. Let, us, let us know, yeah. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six with tennis crowds, but big bash. Adelaide strikers through the next stage of this. Um, well, you you have to do a bit of investigating to figure out what's going on with the final series with the Big Bash and how it all works. But the truth is that the strikers are through. Too good for the Hobart Hurricanes. Strikers home by 22 runs. After 14 overs, the strikers were none for 141, but they tailed off a little, 6-47 for 47 towards the end of their innings. But, um, yeah, Hobart weren't too good in the field early. Matt Short, 89. Alex Carey, an Australian player who is allowed to play in Big Bash, 67. We will get to Stephen Smith a bit later on with the Sydney Sixers. Kane's never really got going in pursuit uh, all out for one hundred and sixty-six. So, what about Peter Siddle?
3: What a what the ageless, the ageless. You so know, me, you he want to get on the banana diet.
0: Well, he's he's actually now into his triathlons and cycling like ridiculous distances. Oh, he, dazzled, he takes his Ryan yeah. no
3: O'Keefe did that from the Swans. He's a cyclist. Surely it's no
0: good for your back, um, sitting on a seat or other parts of your anatomy as well. But sitting on a seat for that long, your lower back. We Surely gets a, crushed.
3: We had a thing there, and it had become a real, probably when was that? Oh, uh, seven, six, seven, eight at the Swans. It'd become a real big thing because uh, we train at the SCG, obviously, and Centennial Park. The boys bought all the all the grouse road bikes, and that was our our thing. Instead of sitting on the. Um, on the the Watt bikes. It was, well, not Watt bikes then, but the, your spin bikes. So like, oh, can we just get our bikes and go around Centennial? So everyone did that.
0: Yeah, And mm. then
3: we're like, oh, yeah, it was a full peloton. They had like racks to bloody put your bike on and all that sort of business. And then <laughs> all of a sudden – about two months in, everyone started tearing quads and hip flexes because everyone was shortening up their hip flexors riding bikes. So they've all bought these $1,000 bikes. Go, sorry, boys, you're not allowed to ride your bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nicky boy didn't buy a bike, did he? <laughs>
0: Step ahead. One to me. <laughs> Laziness pays off. Once.
4: Once in
3: my life. i got a win. A little short win. <laughs> Peter Siddle. Yep. Off for 32. Outstanding. Yep.
0: But now he's on holidays. He um, South Africa and India. Oh, and we'll talk to Ben Cutting, by the way, from the Sydney Thunder, who play the Adelaide Strikers. Why is uh, he on holidays?
3: R- he plays for the Strikers.
0: No, Peter Siddle.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, no, of course. He plays for Tassie. I got confused. Yes. Yeah, he's still going. He's no, still going? sorry. No, I got confused because he plays for Tassie <coughs> in um, Marsh Cup. And Shield, of course, he goes and plays with the Adelaide Strikers. He's not when waking he's up with He
3: was worried. He's a, lo- he's a long-time listener.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
3: He, he woke up. <laughs> Or worried that you are Big mower, him.
0: Pete. Big mower as well. Oh. He actually gets on his bike and try, and like hooks his mower to the back, and that's how he does his lawn. Uh, one day is South Africa too good for India. Uh, South Africa home by seven wickets. India uh, not having an unreal time of it over there, and we'll chat to our man, Barrett Sundarason, uh, who is involved in the SEN cricket coverage as well. Great addition, Barrett, and we'll uh, talk to him about what's happening with India and uh, the, the carry-on. We haven't caught up with Barrett after the carry-on. Remember that with the yelling into the stump mics and yeah. carrying on like pork chops India over there. So anyway, uh, NBL, catch every NBL game live on ESPN with Ko. Uh, bullets too good for the Kings last night. Uh, the Kings capitulated in the fourth quarter. They blew a 19-point lead. Yikes. That's like Nick Davis at the. I've seen day. that done before. <laughs> Being two under <laughs> That's after like ten that, then... <laughs> nineteen points in the
3: last quarter, easy. Yeah.
0: There's thirty game schedule over the next twenty five days. Tonight, the Adelaide 36 Sixers play Melbourne United at five thirty eight pm. The Hawks and Brian Gorgon take on the Perth Wildcats. Of course, catch every game of the biggest NBL season yet live on ESPN. There is a lot uh, the of mid-
3: basketball coming oh, for what happened yeah. with the with a few of the. Um, the reschedulings and whatnot, they uh, they they're going to get their pound of flesh in the next uh, twenty five days, aren't they?
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Same with the um with the football. There's plenty of football on the way at the moment. Overseas, of course. Looking forward the, to the A
3: League starting. Just... It's going to be good.
0: <laughs> Restarting basically.
3: <laughs> oh, starting. Oh, it's it's already started.
0: I've got to feel sorry though for Perth Glory. What about that?
3: Why? Why would you want to go back there? <laughs> Have you been there? For every person that wants to go back to Perth, there's people going, great, I don't have to go back there. It's miles away. It's
0: rather barren. Oh. Anyway, uh, yeah, poor old Perth Glory set off on a, on a trip over here thinking, yeah, we'll play like five games over here and then we'll go back to Perth and play a stack of home games. Yeah, they they're down, down the gowned. shops to
3: buy some more undies, those boys, aren't they? <laughs> 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 it's unlucky. <laughs>
0: Very unlucky. Uh, the what Knicks if you didn't bring your clubs You'd be in...
3: flat, wouldn't you? If you're a golfer or oh, you yeah. bring your tennis racket or... PlayStation. I used to take my PlayStation. Did you? Yeah, on away games.
0: Take your bike. No, I didn't Um, buy one. I bought PlayStation. Wellington Phoenix 2-1 over Western United uh, last night. Sydney FC take on Perth Glory tonight. So Daniel Sturridge playing against Sydney FC in Sydney. Uh, And the A-League W continues as well. And also, uh, the Matildas had a... Oh, they snuck past Indonesia last night in the first game of the Asian Cup. 18-0. Here we go. Where all,
3: we go? all roads lead to the World Cup. Now. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Bandwagon's full again.
0: Well, Georgia Yeoman Dale actually on Channel Ten last night uh, hopped into Tony Gustafson for not playing younger players. Like he was bringing a 36-year-old off the bench to at nine nil to continue on. I think Georgia has a good point there that uh, if you if you're building and you he you're still the, trying to get everything together. He took the overs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that game. wouldn't get him into trouble very much in an international competition. Thing. First question. Tony, why did you do that? Oh, I took the overs. Uh Yeah, 18-0. We take on Philippines next. Coached by Nick Davis, Alan Stajic. He I did coaches see that. Philippines I now. I did see that. So, Maybe a little yeah. bit there, a
3: little bit of niggle. Socceroos squad announced. What are your
0: thoughts? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the fact that Marco tilio has been called up. He's a player of real creativity. I... I think it's a 50-50 proposition that we qualify for the World Cup. Uh, what? They play Yeah, I'm serious. Oh, they play oh. Vietnam next Thursday. Should be able to handle them, although it could be tricky. And then it gets difficult. Um, playing Oman away, uh, also playing uh, Japan at home and Saudi Arabia away. So it's difficult finishing top two in that group after such a positive start. Games have got a little harder, and it's got a little difficult really quickly. Anyway, uh, yeah, let us know what you're up to today. Um, Gibbo, you've got this majestic piece of audio that you picked up through the week. It was as if <laughs> everyone there at the Nine Network are just like just all in on the Mowers Club on a Saturday morning here on SEN 1170. Thanks to Toro, uh, and they did this. This is what we've or- This is
3: what we've already. What we've always known here at the Mowers Club.
0: Forget football, netball and cricket. For many, Australia's favourite
5: weekend sport is mowing the lawn. For some, though, it only gets better. They get paid for
6: the pleasure. There are 18,000 kilometres of roads in New South Wales, most lined with grassy verges or threaded with turfed median strips. And they all have to be mowed. Luckily, Matty Mobs is on the job alongside Sunny Holt Road in Blacktown.
4: I love everything about mowing grass. It's, it's, it's great. I love the smell of the fresh grass when it's cut, you know. You
6: sound like you love your gig. I love my gig, mate. <laughs> I really do. This is mowing season for Transport New South Wales, and La Nina has made much hay while the summer sun has shone. It's probably tripled compared to what we've had in
0: previous seasons. Well, Outstanding.
3: <laughs> thanks, Here, Bo. thanks, Pete Overton. <laughs> You've got to get that into the, into the intro. Pete will allow
0: that. People. That is elite producing, Gibbo. Well like picking that up through the week. Oh, I oh. missed it. I didn't see it on the news.
4: Adam, mate, look, I'd love to again take credit where credit's probably not due, but one of the other... <laughs> <laughs> or... Do it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, one of the other producers here at SCN, Nathan Brooks. He... Oh, Brooksie. Oh, well yeah, I know, I know. Don't take his credit. That's Only one day. One day I can aspire to be that level of producer. But he sent through that audio. But it's just this, even the Peter Overton... So the intro is I th- it's unbelievable. And so
3: club hand. You get I the, the, yeah, the Peter there, Overton voiceover with the uh, House of Pain jump around.
4: <laughs> oh, that, now, that is award-winning. <laughs> no wonder we're moving to Studio One. <laughs> hey. For six weeks, for six weeks, <laughs> it's a trial we, basis. If and there's we're getting one more thing social of, media <laughs> content, that's why we're moving for more social media content. <laughs> yeah, for six weeks. So you can't be dishevelled. Yeah, no, I, mate. I'm never on camera, so I'm sweet. <laughs> If there's Sorry. one thing
0: I think of when I see Peter over and sit down to, to tell us about the world at 6 o'clock, it's House of Pain and jump around. So I think <laughs> the two need to come together, definitely. I did get a, an emergency call through the week, guys, um, from the lovely wife uh, after this is my second week away, as if to say, how can you tell me how to start the mower? Because Uh-oh. the backyard's a jungle. So did you just
3: say leave it? You don't want anyone no. going over to cut your grass, uh, There's ticks, <laughs> yeah.
0: I didn't ask for someone else to go around there and cut grass, so uh, (laughs) or mine. No, uh, she she got into it. Yeah, she she did it because there's ticks everywhere. Any any evidence? Do we get a Uh, photo? No, I didn't get the afters. I got the before, and all I can say is I wish mine. Can you not shoot a text for
3: a little after and then?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or I I think she's probably out taking one of the forty-three kids to something this morning, so she's probably listening. Um, Rachel, be. if you're listening, if you could send through, while, uh, just pull over and send us a text if you took a photo of after the, uh, the lawn was done. That would be fantastic. 0457 736 736 on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers. I'm going to speak to Tristan Merlhan right after this.
2: Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
0: Yeah, welcome back. Uh, one of our favourite listeners, Pella from Peakhurst uh, AP and ND. Great to have you back on. Boys, looking forward to spending Saturday mornings with you cutting grass. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Uh, 0457 736 736 is the text line. Joining us now from Top Sport, uh, Tristan Merlihan, uh, home of the best moldies, Download the Top Sport app today. Tristiano, how are you, mate?
5: Very good, boys. How about yourselves?
0: Good. Good. Uh, been a good week down here in Melbourne. I think Nick's uh, Nick's pretty satisfied with life right now. So, um, yeah, we're all pushing in the right direction.
5: Very good. Very good. Likewise up here. And, uh, yeah, ready for a... Got a big weekend of sport, aren't we? Got all the tennis, all the NFL on tomorrow. And, as uh, you say, NBL, A-League on the on the screen. So,
3: plenty happening.
0: What was the unders-overs for the Matildas last night, by the <laughs> way? Was
3: it was a uh, seven and, 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 and a half? A half. Uh,
0: no, was and it? A half.
3: <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs>
0: I would be surprised.
5: <laughs> it was a uh yeah, quite a uh quite a high score line there. I think at some point it looked like Archie Thompson's record may have been under threat, but uh but yeah, not, not quite. But yeah, it was uh was a very uh very big score line when the boys alerted me to it this morning.
0: Yeah, Arch was packing it actually. He thought, Oh no, my whole shtick and um if why I got invited to do certain functions and things like that yeah. it could be out the door. Sam could nick it, but no. Not quite. Sam Kerr, by the way, should mention, um, all-time goal-scoring record holder for Australian national team at top level, surpassing Tim Cahill's record, and she's into the 50s now and uh, off and running, and I think there's a few more to come with the Asian Cup. Um, We'll get to the tennis. What what do you make of the tennis? I had Daniil Medvedev, as we were speaking about last week, as a pronounced favourite without Novak. I see no reason to change my mind after what I've seen this week.
5: No, well, he's into the two dollar forty outright favourite, so he's very short. Alex Zerev four forty. Rafa got through a little bit of a scare there, five dollars last night, and we touched on Yannick Sinner there last week, and he's into fourth favourite now at sixteen dollars. But um, I think there was some uh, some good young kids that came through. Uh, Alcatraz last night was uh, was impressive. Obviously, couldn't quite get the job done against Berentini, who's now twenty six, but very exciting. And then from the on the ladies' side of the draw, Ash Barty with Osaka getting eliminated yesterday is in very short at $2.60. Very exciting for Aussie fans. Swiatek $7 and Hallop $7 as well. So
3: hopefully Ash can keep keep rolling.
0: I reckon Medvedev should be $1.40. Oh.
3: That's why you don't work for topsport.com today. You, <laughs> you sit there on that end of the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Very confident. Very
5: confident. Well, what we we might be able to do a little multi with your racing tip into Medvedev uh, a bit later on potentially to to get a bit of cash for the cancer, can- cancer why, council.
0: Why I'm going, it won't get past the racing tip. Unfortunately, that multi. <laughs> Nicholas, Lord, over speaking
3: here. of racing tips, it's a big night at Wentworth Park tonight, isn't it, Lord Sir Tristan Merlihan? It is. Yes. It is a big night at
5: Wentworth Park. The uh, old bandit Ned get, goes around in the in the. In the big race there, the pause of thunder. Uh Barrier Six uh not barrier six, box six being five dollars into four eighty. It's a big race there. Wow, the favorite the two favorite favorite runners are out of box five and six, which is um interesting as as uh sorry, and do it's obviously in there as well at three seventy. But yeah, a huge night of racing at the uh, at Wenty tonight headquarters. So looking forward to because it's sort of dropped off a touch on the Gallup side of things today. So good to have some big races
0: tonight. Nick? Yep. Have you got it? Have yeah, you got i got ready? it. Here we go. Goodbye. Yeah, now, on the Saturday Morning Mowers Club, it's time for Nick's Stupid Multi. What are you, stupid?
4: What's the matter with you? Are you stupid or something? Almost as stupid as a stupid does.
7: Are you crazy or just playing stupid? Are you stupid or
8: something? Stupid is a stupid does, sir.
3: Again, I'm not sure where and how and why, but we'll find a reason for this to be uh, a, a stupid multi. And I'm going to start – I'm going to there, – there's method to this madness, Adam and Tristan, and just bear with me here. But this is I, – I know they're not for the, this week and they'll be decided next week. But then I can – if they're still alive, touch wood, then I may be able to make sure I can win both ways. I'm going to start with your – It's a longer preamble than before the I know, Constitution. I know. It's Yo. my show. Just be quiet. Um – Daniil Medvedev to win the Australian Open at two dollars yep. forty. Thank God okay. you don't work for topsport dot com au, and I don't have to take a dollar forty. <laughs> so I'll take the two forty before that uh, that price shortens up. I'm going to take Ash Barty to win oh, Ash Barty. the Australian Open.
0: Sorry, Ash. That's it. Yeah, Call the <laughs> tournament <laughs> off. Big, uh, That's it. Uh, I'll get Craig Taylor on the line, mate. Uh, don't bother. I know it was a tough lead in, but now you've totally stuffed the tournament. Word will just yeah.
3: ripple through. Uh, Where do they play in Melbourne? Melbourne Park. There you go. To be fair, though, last time she won
5: Wimbledon, you you did include her in your stupid multi. This is true.
3: This is true. Naomi Osaka's got life. (laughs) She's got life in a day, Naomi Osaka, from my stupid (laughs) multis. But Ash Barty, she is in. The Australian women's T20, their morals, $1.36 against (laughs) England. Oh, outstanding the other night. Uh, The second uh, T20 is on tonight. So they're in the stupid multi, Tristan. And... This is out of it. It's actually no. It's not the Sixers' fault, but I'm going to tip the Perth Scorchers. Uh, they're allowed to have their good players play, and the Sixers have good, good players, and they're not allowed to have another one play. So I'm going to take the Perth Scorchers there in a four-leg multi. What is that price up to, Lord Tristan Millhan? Gets us to
5: fourteen dollars mm. and ten cents. So we've got Medvedev, Barty, the. Aussie women cricket team and Perth Scorchers. So yes, definitely a little bit of value there to be had over that four leagues. and I can't see too much stupidity in there at all, actually. Well, I'll find it.
0: Just so the, just the Perth Scorchers to what win? No, just win their just match?
3: Again, no, yeah, just against the Sixers in the oh, in the qualifier. Just okay. in Ahead, the qualifier.
0: Ahead. Okay, um, righto. We'll have to wait until two weeks time to cash that check. That's where okay. I do my best work. The the wherever that grand prix
3: was the (laughs) the one they called off the one they called (laughs) that was like four weeks we had to wait
0: four weeks for that and then they called it off (laughs) oh yeah i'll come back later in the show tristan with my uh, my tip. i'll try and work it out and seeing nick's um literally cut my grass with a medford thing for the multi i'll just have one in the racing and i'll pick it out later is that okay
5: Sounds good to me. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the uh the, the chat topic as well a bit later on too. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll put our normal two hundred dollars cash up on the line there for the for the best listener to come in with a story, which I'll let you guys introduce once we finish the finish this little segment.
0: We'll do it right now. Tristan Mellahan, thank you, mate. I'll go over to Nick and what is the chat uh topic that you want to throw out there? Chat the topic for line? this
3: week, uh on the text line, uh four five seven seven three six seven three six the worst sporting conditions you have either sat through as a spectator or participated in as a participant. Off the back of Adam, you would have seen the uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, Patriots game last week in Buffalo. Uh, five degrees centigrade is that the thing? Whatever it is, uh, right? minus yeah. fifteen Celsius, minus fifteen. So it's five Fahrenheit. Five Fahrenheit. That's the one. Whoa.
0: Minus 15. Minus 15. And people actually sat there and like 80,000 people in there. And played. Don't they want to move away, the Bills? They're they're threatening to move away from where they are. Minus 15, you can go anywhere you want. On the text line, 0457
3: 736 736. Worst sporting
0: conditions you've sat through and or played in. Welcome back. That's the news. And now we push on with the Mowers Club. Thanks to Toro Mowers on SEN 1170, wherever you're listening around the place or on the SEN app as well. It's so time now to talk some cricket with our man from SEN Test Cricket and Crick Buzz, of course, Parrot Sundarason, joins us again. How are you, mate? Good to chat? Oh, I'm good. I'm good.
7: Uh, I don't know whether it's uh, the time of the year or uh, it's it's just uh, a bit that I've been... Watching a lot of uh, cricket, that I started dreaming cricket, which is worry worrisome, <laughs> right? I had this dream where uh, I don't know, I am in Pakistan and Haris Rauf is bowling to Josh English for some reason. Sorry, Alex Kerry, I don't know what is happening there, but yeah, I mean, it was it, it it was a worrying dream because I wasn't seated right behind the bowler's arm, which kind of concerned me.
0: <laughs> um, I. Expect no less, Barrett, with, with things subconsciously going on in your mind uh, or, or totally unconsciously and it comes to the forefront and you verbalise it on our particular radio station. This is, what, this is why we love you so much and why you love cricket so much. It's, it's very, very apparent. Did you love the decision this week, and I'm sure the, the Sixers organisation closed their eyes at night dreaming of Steve Smith in Magenta, <laughs> but it's not going to happen because the other CEOs from the other places said, nah, nah, can't let it happen, can't let it happen. Outside looking in, this is ridiculous. You know the full story. What do you make of it?
7: Nah, I mean, ridiculous is is an understatement, honestly. Uh, And, you know, it almost puts into perspective how incredible that achievement was from this Australian team to go and win that T20 World Cup because uh, the BBL doesn't give much. Uh, to to Australian T20 cricket, as we've seen in the past, and this incident really sums up uh, why globally the BBL is not really considered as a uh, as a you know premier T20 tournament uh, or even counted amongst those right at the top, uh, whether it's the IPL or the CPL or any of those other leagues. Uh, and Matthew Wade was on record I saw speak about thinking about how there are no international players. Uh, you know you have Rashid Khan who's been around and Andre Russell came uh, for a couple of days or a few matches uh, anyway but uh, you, you, you don't have your regular Australian players playing uh, so as a result the BBL uh, goes on like you know while the test season is on uh, yes it does get some eyeballs locally but it doesn't get that uh, coverage or that traction that it should get if it is your a number one T20 league, uh, uh, you know, and this is Australia we're talking about, right? Like, you know, one of the global superpowers in cricket. And this mm. incident just puts everything into perspective. I mean, how can you not want Steve Smith playing at a time, especially in a season where, you know, a lot of your key players were ruled out because of COVID. You had to literally have some premier cricket players playing in the league. And here is a, a, a superstar who's who was part of the World Cup winning squad three months ago saying that I want to be part of it. But, uh, you know, I don't know, because of logistical reasons or whatever, technical reasons to leave him out, uh, it, it, uh, it, you know, it, it kind of tells you why the BBL, uh, and I can tell you from my experience, is not really looked at as a must go tournament for, you know, international players of, uh, of of renown.
0: Like, I've got a perspective on that, like with, with Steve Smith. What happened with um, uh, Frank Lampard when he was originally coming to Australia in the A League and he had the, he he was all set to come as a as a lone um deal player and he was all all sweet he he even got the photo in the melbourne city kit and then lo and behold the other clubs got wind of it and said no that can't happen and it got kiboshed. so one of the best players most well um well known players in the world at that time couldn't come by virtue of a decision made in the interests of others not the interests of the whole game and the, the whole sport Bringing it forward. So it's really unfortunate. It kind of overshadows what should be a pretty good week with the BBL, should it not? I mean, Perth and and Sydney Sixers uh, have got themselves that little cushion. The Adelaide Strikers playing the the Sydney Thunder as well. We'll talk to Ben Cutting a bit later on. It's all set for a good little finish to a a difficult competition to navigate after all the COVID problems.
7: And like, yeah, like we said, and this has been one lament about the BBL from the BBL as well that, oh, we don't get our test stars or our international stars playing uh, in it regularly. Uh, and this was, yeah, Steve Smith you're talking about as well. Uh, and, and look, I've always had my questions about, like, you know, why the BBL doesn't grow. And I've asked a lot of people this. Uh, I mean, people are much, way more knowledgeable than I am about yeah. why isn't there, uh, like, a privatizing of in the him? league that ever happens. And right. I'm sure there are cultural and other reasons uh, associated with that. Uh, when it comes to the BBL and other sporting codes and other sporting leagues around Australia. But, um, you know, yes, you have various CEOs and, uh, in place running the uh, the franchises. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's not like an IPL where they are separate owners who should have so much of a say, I would believe, especially in matters like this. Anything that enhances the league should just be allowed. That would not, That's what would happen in the IPL. I mean, they would... Uh, open all doors if a guy like Steve Smith says that I want to come and play one match, which yeah. is what kind of like yeah, it, it just befuddling and doesn't make any sense.
3: I agree, Nick. I'm back. Oh, he's back! He's back! Oh, he's back. There you go. I'm back. Sorry, Brett. Just some technical issues here in the studio. Let's move on. The game. The team that are allowed to have their good players back. The Perth Scorchers against mm. the Sydney Sixers. Uh, they're the they're. Rightfully, the favourites for this competition to to take it out if they can get through this qualifier tonight.
7: Uh, you would think so. Yeah, I mean, uh, having said that, the strikers looked pretty decent yesterday. After uh, you know, Alex scary and they they welcomed their uh, big names back, sort of. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Scotchers have some uh, uh, some guys who, like you know, uh, have had like arguably their best. Uh, white ball seasons in a long time as a collective and, and individually. So uh, you would think the Scotchers might go through, but it's a T20 tournament. You never know.
3: I agree. I agree. We've got a text on the t- uh, from Jez, uh, Mower number one. Uh, G'day, gang. Are the government now looking at deporting Steve Smith now that he can't <laughs> If he was Steve Smith from Bankstown, if they just had it from Bankstown Cricket Club, not from <laughs> former Australian captain, they might have been able to get that done. Also, what's going on and interests me, and I watched a bit of this game the other night, the, uh, the Women's Ashes, the second T20.
7: Oh, yeah, I look forward to it. Uh, the only concern is uh, there's a lot of rain forecast here in Adelaide today and tomorrow. Uh, so I couldn't go the other night. I was on uh, dog-sitting duty. She'd just come back from a little surgery. But I am heading there uh, in a few hours to the Adelaide Oval and tomorrow as well. But I don't know how much cricket we're going to get, especially tomorrow. The forecast is really bad. But... Uh, I mean, what a star Talia McGrath is, right? Like, she showed such, some great nerves in that series against India. She's such a young player still, um, and was, what, player of the tournament in the, or player of the series for that uh, that tour when India came a few months ago. And again, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's so much talk about Elise Perry being left out before the game and so much focus on her and that decision. But, yeah, I mean, no, I'm not saying move aside Elise Perry, but, uh, well... Talia Megra is going to make it very difficult for her to come back into the side. And I was reading uh, some lovely pieces about that and you know about how Elise Perry has made it difficult for a youngster like uh, Talia to uh, break into the side because of who Elise Perry is and all her incredible achievements on the field. And once she has, you know, so Talia has had to take her game to the next level and once she's come and she's looked uh, sublime, uh, you know, but I thought England... Started that game beautifully. They maybe left 15-20 runs out there in the middle. You thought uh, again, McGrath's fell in the end, and uh, some of the other uh, bowlers really tied it up well uh, and finished it off well. Uh, but e- England looked like uh, you know they uh, the England women that is uh, look like they are, they are here for a contest, which which is a good sign.
0: India, South Africa. What's happened to uh, India over there on, on that tour? It, it looked like they were going to get something out of the test series. Didn't happen. One-day series as well. Uh, the wheels wobbling with the, the national team oh, the, over we, there? Yeah, the
7: wheels have come off. <laughs> yeah, you're right. After that first test, uh, you know, everybody thought they're going to steamroll the South African, uh, young South African side, uh, win the test series, and then go on and win the one-day series. But that's it. They've lost two tests, and now the Monday series is gone as well. Last night, uh, South Africa have uh, walked to victory, uh, chasing 288. Look, India's white ball cricket uh, has been under a cloud for a while now. A lot of people have said that they still play a very old-school form of one-day cricket, where it's about, you know, settle in and, you know, see where you mm. can get. Because 288... In, in any conditions, in 50-over cricket, is not a big score anymore, right? You have to get over 300. It almost become a off, unless the ball is doing a lot, and the ball wasn't doing a lot or hasn't been doing a lot in PAL. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's big challenges for Rahul Dravid, the new coach. Uh, you know, India won a lot in the last two two and a half years, especially uh, the last time India were there uh, and they won, like I think 5-1 the One Day Series, and that was against a much stronger South African side uh hmm. so yeah it's been a very uh, almost uh, forgettable tour for india
0: yeah exactly and um yeah yelling into stop mics doesn't pay off does it <laughs>
7: doesn't <laughs> pay off i mean that that image will be virat kohli's uh, how do i put it like i mean that that'll sum up his the end of his captaincy era right i mean he yeah. kept screaming and nobody was there listening to him uh, uh, which is Pretty much uh, what happened with this, uh, you know, with with this captaincy about from, you know, he was the most powerful man in Indian cricket, say, in September. He was captain everywhere. Uh, And Mm. then one by one, uh, either he gave it up or it was taken away from him. And it's resulted in him, like, you know, now just hanging in there as a player. I mean, he got a blob last night as well. So, uh, so now everything kind of uh, you know comes under the scan. I mean, look, he's still a world-class batter. He's still a world-class cricketer, uh, but I personally struggled to watch the last two games with him not at the helm. Uh, you know, because you got so used to seeing Virat Kohli on camera whenever India plays, and mm. you like had to go looking for him <laughs> the last two yeah. games. So uh, no, I mean, some tough questions need to be asked. Uh, you know, uh, with Indian cricket. Uh, how how things have changed in 12 months. Last year, around this time, they were leaving these shores as, um, you know, these great champions who had pulled Geez. off yeah. the unthinkable. And yeah, that's cricket, I guess.
0: Barrett, really appreciate your time as always, mate. Hopefully the rain uh, stays away in Adelaide. We can get a bit of cricket over there with the women's ashes, but plenty to take in around the world. Appreciate your time again, mate. Have a good one.
7: No, no worries at all. Yeah, the rain stays when I watch some cricket live and not when I'm sleeping. <laughs> That's all. <laughs>
3: dreaming
0: as well. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Uh, if, exactly. one, if anyone loves cricket more than Barrett Cinderosa and around the world, well, they absolutely love cricket. You need back to in dreaming. of it.
3: Whether
2: you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
0: Welcome back. Sue! You over it yet, <laughs> Nick Davis, at the tennis?
3: Nah, I'm not. I'm not. And we quickly, we have got a text on the text line uh, mm. from Matt. Nick, ironic how you referred to the hypothetical Steve Smith from Bankstown. Well, there is a Steve Smith from Bankstown who plays cricket for Australia, Matt. That's what I was getting at. When they were going to put in his little registration, they just should have put Steve Smith, Bankstown. And they would have okay. him in. Thanks for listening, yes. though, Matt. Keep mowing.
0: Keep mowing. <laughs> Keep, Keep mowing. mowing. Uh, uh, yeah, Sue, tennis. Yay yeah, Nay.
3: What is? We're not at the All England Club. We're at the Australian. Like I, I don't know. I, I think we get we, we live in a society of outrage and sensationalism, and we sit here for four months during a pandemic and whinge about not being able to do stuff and go to things and see live sport, and we watch li- uh we watch sport on the television, and we say, "Oh, how good would it be there to?" Have a crowd there, and then a crowd goes there, and we go, how stupid are the crowds? Like, seriously, people just need to calm down. Calm down. There is a there is always, and there should be a level of respect for the man or woman in the arena. I get that, and Daniel Medvedev, I think, was getting that. I think he was a bit tongue-in-cheek, but in regards to the crowd stuff, everyone just needs to calm down.
0: I was in the stadium the other night for that, yep and that was so enjoyable, like it was just entertaining. It was entertainment plus it was fantastic exactly so yeah, uh you turned your mic on by the way, did you?
4: Oh, let's give us a jump, <laughs> <laughs> hey, boys, we need to sort this out here.
0: No, you need to sort yourself out. Sort myself.
4: His microphone's off. His microphone this, is why off. Going, this is why we're going oh. to Studio One. They better not be listening this morning, guys. That was some of my best stuff, too. Yeah, I know. Well, we could hear it out of the other mic. but That's okay. It's, mate, it's just got a big grey gray symbol next to
3: it. Well, you normally just turn them on because Adam never turns his microphone on. Yeah, uh, true,
2: true. Well, I'm well, there you on go. this morning. Let me tell you. Whether you need to trim, blow, cut, or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
0: Nick Davis for Prime Minister. Very well said, mate, regarding the crowd from Huss.
3: Who's now Imagine leading that. the $200 from topspot.com.au? I don't ask you the clubhouse leader.
0: Would, um, would we have rat tests if you were Prime Minister available? Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You could get them from Macca's and everything. Would we be spending? You'd get it with a happy meal.
0: Would we be spending trillions of dollars on submarines and tanks?
3: They they, they don't defeat COVID, do they?
0: (laughs) No, no. No. Anyway,
3: but for our text line, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Worst conditions you've played in or sat through as a spectator. Could be golf, Barn Boogle golf trip. A few of the Swanies boys went down there. It was blowing in absolute Chris gale, but they still went out there and, and played. So, any of those stories, anything you've sat through, you've watched. I sat at Shark Park one day back when I was a young fella watching ET. It was coming in sideways, but the Mighty Sharkies got the win there. So, get your text in $200 thanks to topsport.com today. You will be back after the news.
0: Look at you go.
2: Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Is that a bit
4: slow this morning, the, um, the House of Pain mix? Um, if we want to do our production meeting now, Adam, they've actually cut down all of the intros and sweepers to 15 seconds. Why would that be? A rights issue? No, not a rights issue, just to standardise all the timings across all SEN stations. You can't just bop along to House of Pain for 15 seconds. No, it's ridiculous.
0: Who came up with that?
4: uh, um, Seriously, someone who
0: doesn't know the fact that House of Pain, you need to let that soak into every pore and every vein in your body. over. momentum to it. 25, 30 seconds. Anyway. Ridiculous. Anyway, uh, one man who probably doesn't give a stuff about our complaining regarding our music sweepers and the like, is Trey Wingo, uh, the man over there in the States. He's all over his NFL. He's all over his American sports. It's very much NFL at the moment. Uh, But we were talking earlier, Trey, and welcome to the show, we were talking earlier about the worst sporting conditions you've sat in. I would imagine that you, in the depths of winter, in all corners of the United States, and maybe the world, has sat through some pretty tough conditions to enjoy some sport. Am I right?
8: Oh, you're 100% right. And before we even get there, let me just say I stand with Adam and Nick. House of Pain (laughs) mandatory 30 to 40 seconds. You you don't just play five seconds of House of Pain and expect to jump around. You've got to go 25, 30 seconds. So all the editorial people that made this decision, canned, fired, get out.
3: Trey, is it the University of Wisconsin that have the the House of Pain before their games? Imagine if they did 15 seconds, it'd be a riot.
8: Yeah, Camp Randall Stadium would not be rocking the way it's supposed to be rocking, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. What is, um, what is the worst sporting conditions you've sat in? I, I remember Salt Lake City Winter well, Olympics being as cold. I thought I was going to die of hypothermia at the opening ceremony. It was so cold. What about yourself?
8: Well, that one was tough because, you know... I covered that for ESPN and there are two kinds of p- people that cover the Olympics rights holders and non rights holders. And if you're a rights holder, they, they might as well. It's, it's like flying first class on Emirates air or, you know, or a Qantas first class pod, whatever you need, we'll come over. We'll take care of you. And if you're a non rights holder, you might as well have gotten there by Greyhound bus because you're not allowed within a certain area and a perimeter of everything. So we did all of our live shots at night Uh, outside on the roof of the Salt Lake Convention Center. And I mean to tell you, it was not warm. I mean, it was chilly, chilly, chilly. And uh, that was pretty bad. Although although one of the worst ever was we were watching our son play high school football once in a game in late October, and it was a freak snowstorm, and it snowed about 10 inches. And it got so bad that all the trees still had their leaves on them. They hadn't, you know, the, the the fall foliage hadn't happened yet. All the trees fell over, and all the all the roots just uprooted. It, it was a disaster. That was that was one of the least pleasant sporting experiences I can ever think of.
3: So. I like that, Trey. I like that. Let's talk NFL playoffs. Uh, last week, everything sort of went to script. There was one game there. The uh, it probably went to script because the Cowboys choked it up, but. This week, let's look AFC first. The (laughs) Tennessee Titans uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Barrow got his first uh, playoff win. Cincinnati got their first playoff win in 31 years. They take on the Titans. Is Derrick Henry going to be back for the Tennessee Titans?
8: It looks like he's going to be back. And, guys, that changes everything. Just so people understand, Tennessee in the regular season threw threw the ball an average of 201 yards per game. And that is the lowest average. Uh, passing yards per game for a number one seed in the playoffs since 2008 when the Tennessee Titans threw it for less than 200 yards a game and they got bounced in the first game of the of the playoffs that year as the number one seed Derrick Henry back changes everything for Tennessee Uh, and it comes at a really inopportune time for Cincinnati because in the win over the Raiders they lost their best defensive lineman Larry Ogunjobi who's a great run stopper. Another great run stopper for them, Mike Daniels, is unlikely to play. So the last guy you want to see when you're thin on the defensive line is Derrick Henry, who like stiff arms defenders into sub-orbit. Uh, even, even if he's like just 50%, the fact that he's on the field, he might be the world's greatest decoy, and you have to account for him. So if if Derrick Henry plays and everything is tra- projecting like he's going to, um, that that really could be a huge difference maker for tennessee because they can play keep away because burrow has been great like in his last five starts the team is four and one he's thrown 13 touchdowns no interceptions and is averaging 344 yards passing per game but he can't throw the ball if he doesn't have the ball and derrick henry can make sure that he doesn't have the ball
3: i agree with that i totally say titans for you there
8: yeah, if Henry's okay. Yeah. Like the thing about this weekend which is so great, guys, you could make a compelling argument yeah. for every road team to win and every home team to win. That that's what that's why this is the funnest weekend for me cuz you're going to get the best teams out there and you get two games on our Saturday and two games on our Sunday here. Uh so you get a full weekend of just really really great football.
3: The other AFC matchup, this this is the one I'm really looking forward to, the the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen last week in those minus 15 uh, conditions as it would have been over here. Uh, The perfect game. No punts, no turnovers. Uh, He was outstanding. Can they back it up? Can they do it again against the Kansas City Chiefs?
8: Yeah, that's a great question because that – just so people understand when you said the perfect game, literally that had never happened before in NFL history. There had never been a game where a team essentially got every yard that was available to them. In other words, what I mean is what you said – Every drive ended with a touchdown. They did not attempt a field goal. They did not punt. And at the end of the game, they didn't turn it over on downs. They ran out the clock. So literally, every yard they could have gotten, they got. I don't think we'll see that kind of performance. But this sets up as – there's a reason this is the last game of the weekend because everyone, this is the game everyone wants to see. This is the first postseason game in NFL history with two quarterbacks coming in having thrown five touchdown passes. Mahomes threw for 405 and five touchdowns. Josh Allen threw for 300 yards and five touchdowns. It's also the first playoff game where both teams come in having scored 40 points in a previous playoff game. The Bills scored 47, and the Chiefs scored 42. So, with all that being said, final score 10-7, right? That's <laughs> the way it plays out. Though, well, like, that was too, Trey. That was last week with the, the,
3: the Trey last week with the Bills and the Patriots. Everyone's uh like, oh, it's going to be minus fifteen. Uh, two defensive teams. It's going to be the yeah. unders. The Bills covered yeah. the under uh, the overs by himself. So <laughs> that's just what happens.
8: Yeah, ab- absolutely crazy. So uh, I, this is this is just chef's kiss good. And and they played in week five, and the Bills won pretty easily. But things have changed so dramatically for both teams. The Bills' best cornerback who was on the field that day, Tredavious White, he's out. In that game, the the Bills didn't allow the Chiefs one play of 20 or more yards, which is impossible when you think about that offense for the Chiefs. So their best cover corner is not going to play. The Chiefs' defense didn't have Melvin Ingram. He hadn't been traded for yet. They didn't have Chris Jones on the field that day. He was out with an injury. They had a different starting uh, safety in the secondary. Juan Thornhill is now starting. So both defenses are dramatically different. The, the I can't tell you who's going to win. I could I could make a very convincing argument for both of them. But the only thing I'll say is in Arrowhead, which is the Chiefs' home home stadium, in the playoffs the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes are six and one. The only loss at Arrowhead in his postseason career was the 2018 AFC Championship game, in which D. Ford, who was a defensive lineman, lined up in the neutral zone, which negated a game clinching interception of Tom Brady with a minute and a half to play. And if that penalty, which had nothing to do with the play, he just lined up in the neutral zone. There wasn't anything that affected it. If if he doesn't line up in the neutral zone, we're possibly talking about the Chiefs going to a fourth straight Super Bowl this postseason. Hmm. The Bills can beat them, but it is really, really hard
0: to beat the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes in the postseason at Arrowhead. Absolutely. Um, and there'd be special interest from a certain Australian Open player as well. Jessica Pagula is in the women's singles down yes, here. exactly. Her, her father owns the Buffalo Bills. And uh, Jessica doesn't need to be playing yep. tennis for financial reasons, if you know what I mean. There's $5 billion, but in uh, Dad's yep. bank account. So, anyway, it's, um, it's a little subject. Hey, just on uh, quarterbacks, um, Aaron Rodgers, just in a general sense, Trey, so say if Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl and he's the MVP, mm-hmm. and there's, they've got a chance because the Packers had a great season, um, surprising a few people. Yeah. Given all everything that's gone on, he's like the Novak Djokovic of the NFL, essentially, in, in some ways, with what has <laughs> gone on this year with his vaccination status oh, and man. saying that he's been jabbed yeah. and he hasn't in the way of COVID. How, how will it be received over there if this guy becomes the biggest star of the postseason?
8: Well, listen, I, I think that most people here uh, would would not have an issue with that. Um, obviously, I, I think whenever he said the things he said about the vaccine, he, I hate people, by the way, I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent, but I hate people yeah. that when they say they, they didn't take the vaccine, they start with, well, I'm a critical thinker, which is a nice way of saying you must not be a critical thinker if you chose to take the vaccine. So just shut up with that. Like, don't <laughs> don't throw that out there. That's just that's just stupid. Um, but, listen, I think that most people would, would, would be okay with it because Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, he's been to one Super Bowl, guys, in his entire career. And the idea that the Green Bay Packers, as an organization, had at any given time no worse than the fourth best player or quarterback in football, and they couldn't get to more than one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers uh, as their quarterback, that's a failure as an organization. So I think there's a lot of pressure. Quite frankly, on Rodgers and the Packers to get it right this time. Remember, they were the number one seed last year and couldn't beat Tom Brady at home at Lambeau Field in the NFC Championship game. And San Francisco has been like his nemesis. He has never beaten the Packers, or excuse me, the 49ers in the postseason. He's 0 for 3. And no quarterback in NFL history has ever gone 0 for 4 in postseason play against one franchise. So. I think there's more pressure on Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers to get it done now. Cause this probably is going to be his last season with the Packers. And mm. if he leaves and they've only got to one Super Bowl in 18 seasons with him, that that's a failure across the board.
3: I agree. Trey, probably the one and probably the, the NFC matchups here, the one that they've both got to be careful of is Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, both looking for the championship game next week. That's, if everyone is looking right. forward to the Chiefs Bills game this week with Mahomes and Allen against each other, everyone is really just sort of sitting back, going, "Geez, I hope the Packers and the Bucks can both win this week so we can see that quarterback matchup in the in the championship game."
8: Yeah, they, listen, the Bucks have been so good at home in the regular season. Well, now actually, let's include the playoff game over the Eagles. Uh, they have six games. Uh, well, they, they, their average margin of victory at home is 16.5 points. They had five games in the regular season where they won at home by 20 or more points, uh, which is the first time that had happened in seven years. Now, the Rams beat them week three in L.A., but that Rams team was very different, and this Tampa Bay team is very different. Chris Godwin is not there, the wide receiver. He's out with the ACL tear. Uh, Antonio Brown flamed out in the most spectacular of fashion. Out of, out of Tampa Bay, and Von Miller wasn't a part of that Rams team, and neither was Odell Beckham Jr. in week three. But I will say this about Tom Brady, and it just it – just, if, you, if you want to look at the term difference maker in the NFL, you'll see a picture of Tom, and here's why. In, if they win on Sunday, it will be their sixth consecutive playoff win with Tom Brady as their starting quarterback. Prior to Tom Brady's arrival, to tampa bay in the previous 44 years of the franchise's history the tampa bay bucks won a grand total of six postseason games and he's about to match that in his second year with his next playoff win the other thing which is just nuts tom brady led teams meaning new england and tampa bay are 17 and 3 in their last 20 postseason playoff games no nfl franchise in the history of the 102 years of the league has ever gone 17-3 and over a 20-game playoff stretch. So he is the ultimate difference maker. The Rams can beat him, but until somebody beats him, I'm going to go with the guy who seems to beat everybody.
0: Looking forward to all these games this week. And I'm not the the week-in, week-out, NFL-moving-the-chains type guy that Nick Davis is, Trey. But, um, yeah, there's so many subplots and plots. And, uh, yeah, it should be interesting. And it's big down here. I learnt this week that the NFL is the fourth biggest game pass market outside uh, the United States around the world. So that goes to show, even though we have three men and a dog, basically, living down in this vast country of ours, that's very, very (laughs) popular in this part of the world. Uh, Trey, really appreciate your time, mate. Hope you're staying warm over there and enjoy the games this weekend.
8: You got it, man. Take care. Anytime, guys.
0: Trey Wingo, uh, one of the best going around in terms of American uh, broadcasting. And it's great to have his company occasionally here on SEN uh, with uh, the Saturday Morning Mowers Club, which rolls on with Nick's rant coming up. Yeah, no, and he's off the long run. He's walking back to his mark right now. Back soon. Great to have your company on the Mowers Club on a Saturday morning. Time now to talk some cricket and... uh, it has been interesting watching the Big Bash and almost as fun has been watching some of the players um, playing the Big Bash get on Twitter because they're in bubble life and they're venting their frustrations. I don't know if, uh, Nick, you've seen Joe Burns on uh, Twitter this week. No, I haven't. Oh, he's uh, he's gone ballistic. It's, um, yeah, it's good. He's speaking his mind and uh, it's, it's been quite entertaining in that sense. And Ben Cutting as well, he... um. <clears throat> hopped on Twitter and he made a really good point I thought, uh, the BBL finals should have, have theatre and atmosphere, how disappointing is it to see them hosted a neutral venue without any semblance of a crowd, how much better would it have been to have this game at Adelaide Oval on a Friday night, give the fans and players what they deserve and Ben Cutting joins us right now ahead of Sydney Thunder's match against the Adelaide Strikers which is happening what day is it, Saturday, tomorrow, yeah it's happening tomorrow, Ben how are you mate I'm well thanks, how are you yeah good good um like that you're speaking your mind mate about what should be happening i think there's a few people that probably agree about the fact that um they've uh, yeah gone oh let's we've got to get this done let's all have it in melbourne whereas thinking laterally you might have thought that um for the betterment of the competition and the standard of the competition that last night in adelaide would have been good
1: it seems a bit that way. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd love to speak my mind, but I'd probably get fined for it, to be fair. So I'm just sort of tiptoeing around what what I can think I can say. And, um, you know, Burnsy's probably doing the same thing. But uh, last night was one of those games where the MCG is such a large ground. You know, you see it full on Boxing Day and you see probably 250 people there for a BBL final last night. It's, it's pretty disappointing when they could quite easily have had it at Adelaide Oval.
3: Ben, how many times have you nearly hit uh, post tweet and then gone to oh, orbit? You know <laughs> oh, I might change a few words here.
1: Look, particularly the last month, I don't usually use Twitter a lot, but I do jump on to vent some frustration from time to time. But I've sent the odd draft off to my wife for, for clarity first, and she's either said, Yes, go for it, I know,
3: that not be stupid. Adam's made that mistake earlier on.
0: I wish I had that uh, particular <laughs> philosophy when I tweeted about a Saudi Arabian coach. He's a very good-looking man, but we'll leave that right there anyway. Um, mate, what are your thoughts um, generally? We'll get to the thunder in a moment, but the Steve Smith one is the, the one that's captured everyone's attention. Unfortunately, because we're talking about like some games of cricket that are going to be so enjoyable to watch, but we're talking about something about someone who's not going to be playing those games of cricket because of a rule. What's your take on it?
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's a... Difficult one, obviously, because we are potentially coming up against. I don't want to play in a, a team that's got Steve Smith in their batting lineup, but I understand the, the importance that he needs to be playing the BBL if he's not around, and, and same for the other players as well. Um, I, I'd love to see in, in a couple of years' time that they can create a window for international cricket. It only needs to be for two, three, four rounds of the 14-round BBL, where all the Aussie players can play for their for their home BBL teams. How exciting would that be for the fans?
3: Yeah, I, absolutely. It, it it is interesting, Ben. And I think that's where it, where it started. And you were you were probably there at the start of the BBL and and what it was like and the groundswell. You, you know, I remember games over at the furnace and and the crowd. The BBL is about the crowds, and it is sort of it, it is sort of missing that. And uh, especially, I, I think the players deserve a, as much or the best competition that they can get because you guys are going through so much. You can talk to us again about what bubble life is about. Um. It's about getting the the, the best players playing, which can get the best crowds, which makes the best uh, product.
1: That's right. It was only a couple of years ago. We were getting huge crowds just about every single BBL game. It it didn't matter who was playing. And and I know there's some COVID difficulties with crowds and and whatnot, but there's still still more scope to improve the BBL by way of international players or broadcasting or or fixtures and where they play them uh, just to get people back involved the amount of people I've run into over the last month or two that they don't have a clue who's at the top of the table. They don't have a clue who's scoring runs or taking wickets because they're just not watching it anymore.
0: It feels like it's it's because of that, because it's more designed to be a product to fill a time slot each night as opposed to a competition that you can – and I know it's really hard this year with the total displacement of teams and you can't – for instance, the Thunder, they have that pretty cool ground – in the west of Sydney and that they make a bit of noise and they, they, they have a like a real sense of community at home games, that they, there isn't that element to it this year. It feels like this year they just want to get the competition done because of all the external pressure that they're getting from things like COVID. Is, it, is that a fair statement, Ben? Does it feel like that inside the playing group as well?
1: Look, for whatever reason, and I, I think I speak on behalf of most of the players, this one has seemed to have dragged out a lot longer than it has in previous years. Even last year was certainly probably more enjoyable, even though we were, it was a lot more difficult because we couldn't travel it all around. We were sort of based in Canberra for a lot of it. Couldn't see our families. We couldn't get them into the bubble. But um, just the scheduling, and, and we still had crowds last year as well for, for a lot of those matches was uh, was probably a lot more important. Whereas I think you're probably right. It, from time to time during this BBL, it felt like a box tick. We've just got to get this done and tick the box. So, uh, you know, keep the broadcasters happy. Uh
0: Uzi Kowaja having him back in the fold, what's that been like, mate? He, he had such a, oh, it, was, it was wonderful to see like how, how much he loves cricket and it seems how much all his teammates love him as well. Have, yeah. the, have the month that he's had as well. He, what's he come back in um, to camp with?
1: No, he's just the same old Uzi, straight back in, fits straight back into the mould. And, you know, he's one guy that's done so well for the Thunder over the years and particularly through finals, where, you know, a couple of years ago, peeled off all those runs. At the MCG to to get him over the line. Um, be nice to uh, you know, hopefully see him do that again. He's obviously in pretty good nick by the looks of that uh, that other game we played at the G the other day.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, what? Uh, how's it all going to eventuate, mate? So the Sixers are looking for three scorchers, going okay. You've got your game coming up. Where where does it lie? Is it one of these who just? rocks up on the day or is there some form to take in that's going to count for something in, in this next um in this next week or so
1: i think your guess is as good as mine i uh, you know <laughs> we're involved in it and we don't have a clue
8: <laughs>
1: we uh, we wake up each morning we do our, our rat test we send them on to ca before 10 a.m to let us let them know that everything's okay or not okay and and we, we get through the day from there but um you know, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I found it interesting that all the finals for the first week at least were staged in Melbourne when there's no Melbourne teams involved in them.
0: Yeah. So I'm hoping the yeah. second
1: week goes to Sydney with at least one team involved.
0: I think if the Sixers win, they go up to the SCG um, for theirs. But we, what about, by the way, those rat tests? We're doing them at the tennis as well. You get up and you've got that feeling of dread in the pit of your stomach. Because it's not so much about testing positive, in my opinion anyway. It's about if you cop... A, if you cop the double liner, the dreaded double liner on your rat test. There you go. Seven days, hotel room. Thanks very much. No family, no friends, no nothing. It's it's a, it's a um, it's the most stressful day part of your day by a long way. Is it? Is that even you finding that as well?
1: Hundred percent. And it's and it's 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 not so much well, for me personally. I'm not worried about getting ill and being sick for me. It's it's like you say. It's doing seven days in the pit uh, without friends and family, without fresh air. And on top of that, you're going to miss two or three games of big bash cricket. And when you do come back in, it takes you a couple of days to get moving and so you probably end up missing more than that.
3: And Ben, yeah. your form through the tournament, how how you tracking? Obviously, uh, the finals is where it's all about. You'd be looking to have a big final series.
1: Yeah, look, it's um, it's been a long BBL, that's for sure. I um, haven't quite probably had the opportunities with the battle of the ball this year as I did last year with the Thunder, but I think that's just a token of how well the boys are going. You know, with their bowling and their batting at the top of the order as well, so um, that's only a good thing for the team. If uh, I don't have to do a hell of a lot, but um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the finals. I love those big games. Hopefully, we get to play in front of some sort of a crowd at some point. If we uh, if we knock the strikers off and can get to Sydney, so we'll see what happens.
3: Probably another guy that's been taking the the pressure off that batting lineup is Jason Sanger. He's been on fire.
1: Yeah, he's a gun. Um, yeah, he, he didn't get to play a lot last year, but. You know, I've seen how hard he works off the field first hand. I hate bowling to him in the nets. Um he's always he's always in the nets with a point to prove and he certainly does that and he showed he certainly showed his class when he's when he's played those games for us this year.
0: Are you walking around uh town at the moment looking for a coffee or something? I can hear you on the on the I walk, am, yeah. you've obviously done the rat test.
1: Yeah, I've uh I'm walking with Brendan Doggett, he's got four bottles of sparkling water, so we'll hydrate the day away, but <laughs> a lot of the cafes are closed at the moment. I think they're short staffed
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, Ben, on the Moors this morning, we're off the I'm not sure if you're an NFL fan, you may be or may not be. You might have seen the Buffalo Bills game last week was minus 15. Uh, The Moors Club this morning, we're talking about the worst conditions you've either played uh, sport in or or been a spectator in. Over on the subcontinent, there would have been some some horrifically hot days.
1: Yeah, we had a, a tournament a couple of years ago, just before COVID. It was the Afghan Premier League, all played in Sharjah. We just sort of had eight 2020s in about 10 days, so it was back to back to back for most of it, and it was about 45 every day. Uh, that was that was a pretty tough slog that uh, out in the desert. But to be fair, I, I probably prefer that in the cold, like minus 15. You get 15 degree days in Tasmania, it's freezing. You just can't get your body moving to battle bowl.
0: Yeah, not the case. Fortunately, in Melbourne today, so uh, mate, enjoy that walk and. And good luck to the Thunder and wherever you end up playing the, the next few games. Um, good luck in those as well and really appreciate your time in the Mowers Club this morning, mate. No.
1: Thanks very much for having me, guys.
0: No sweat. Ben Cutting, he was just due to be on the Mowers Club at some point. I like that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we are back with Around the Socials and on getting to the bottom of what exactly has gone down in the uh, locker room yesterday at the Australian Open with uh, Nick Kyrgios, Apparently getting into a blue with uh, his opponents, coaches and physios and the like. Back in a moment.
2: Whether you need to trim, blow, cut or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
0: Yeah, welcome back. Uh, Nick Kiros tweeting this morning on around the socials here on the mowers club just letting you know after yesterday's chop fest in doubles my opponents coach and trainer proceeded to threaten to fight in the players gym tennis is a soft soft sport and Arsy cock and arcus all because i moved and hit them with a tennis ball so um yeah that's set off a chain of events at uh, melbourne park right now trying to get to the bottom of exactly what happened but (coughs) my mail is that uh yeah they wanted to to go nick and uh nick Decided to remove himself from the situation and go and warm down over the National Tennis Training Centre, which is about uh, a kilometre away from the locker room there at Melbourne Park. So um, just easing the tension somewhat. But uh, yeah, the uh, the Croatian number one seeds who got bounced out yesterday in the men's doubles by Kokonakis and uh, Kirios not too happy after it, and their crew.
3: There's another there's another theory to it, and it's mm. uh, it's been brought to our attention on the text line oh four five seven seven three six seven three six boys. I heard the reason Kyrgios nearly got into a fight with that doubles team is because they stole his black boot polish he's been putting in his scalp. Oh. <laughs> there was a little trickle the other night against Daniel. There was a well, little trickle down the forehead.
0: <laughs> knowing what it's like under lights and having sparse hair on the top of your scalp and you need – they they do they put little sprinkles in in hair. A lot of people use it, actually, including my good self, um, just to, to – plug the holes, the you know, I've got a little bit of a bass straight happening with the, uh, the hair <laughs> in the middle of the scalp, the, the island separating from the mainland, that you fill it up with a bit of, um, like, sprinkles. It's natural hair fibres and things like that, just hair in a can, basically. So yeah, right. maybe Nick um, needs to change product if he's doing that kind of thing. I don't know officially if he's doing that kind of thing, but, uh, yeah, anyway.
3: Anyway, it'll come out on around the... So we'll have it on around Another one around the socials, Dan Christian next... BBL player to get on the social media on Twitter this morning. BBL can't attract the best overseas players in the game for the whole comp due to conflicting schedules, a.k.a. we pay less and it goes for too long. But when one of our local Australian stars unexpectedly becomes available and wants to play, Cricket Australia says he can't. Channel 7 and Fox must be thrilled. Dan Christian, be f- another BBL player. Be
0: filthy. Absolutely filthy. He would be, wouldn't you? It's ridiculous. On no level does it make any sense whatsoever. On no level. It, it,
3: yeah,
0: it doesn't. It, it, oh, it is
3: staggering. It's mm. a staggering decision.
0: It's governed by self-interest. And there's <laughs> there's no stronger interest than self-interest. So, again... It and, and Ben it
3: Canning, is, he's like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't want to play again. But if...
0: He you wouldn't want to vote against to the, him. If you
3: put the vote to the players, I would be staggered if they wouldn't have said, "Yeah, oh, just let him play.
0: A goal like Ben Cutting would think of it because he's an experienced player. He'd look at it rationally and go, okay, well, it's going to be tougher. But if I get him out, more people are going to be watching because Steve Smith's playing and more people are going to be interested in maybe watching the game. So Exactly.
3: <laughs> Dan Christian, same thing. I think that's where they're coming from.
0: Anyway, madness, madness.
3: Absolute madness.
0: Um, Penny Hardaway, uh, post-match press conference. Gibbo, you got the audio here? I
1: think the one thing I can say to this media, because this media gets kind of up sometimes when it comes to me, we don't have our full roster. Y'all know we don't have our full roster. Stop asking me stupid f-ing questions about if I feel like I can do something. If I had my roster like they did then I feel like I can do whatever I want to do. I'm coaching really hard. My boys are playing really hard. I'm not embarrassed about nothing. We have four freshmen starting. Y'all need to act like it. Act like we got 17, 18, and 19-year-olds out here trying to learn how to play against 22, 23, and 24-year-old guys. Come on, man. Stop disrespecting me, bro. Like, don't do that. I work too hard. I work way too hard for that. Y'all write all these articles about me, and all I do is work. We got young kids on the floor. They got young kids on the floor.
0: He's coach of Memphis in uh, college. He's one of the greats, Penny Hardaway, back in the day. But uh, that's a bit of a rant there. Roosie, ever come up with one of those at the Swans, Nick? Uh,
3: to me, yeah. Not to, uh, <laughs> no, no uh, again, it sort of comes back to our all my rant about the the crowds and and whatnot. We want, uh, and, and we love coverage, and, and we love, and we want, if, if, Players and coaches come out and in press conferences and just give the straight bat, and we're like, "Oh, what a how boring!" Mm. Um, I think I don't know how it is that I don't think you want Penny Hardaway going off on on a tangent, and there needs to be again a level of respect from journalist to coach, coach to journalist, But if, if there's a whole heap of stupid questions coming out, um, mm. I, I think exactly.
0: What about in, um, By the way. I wouldn't want to be going to the Winter Olympics as a member of the media for a number of reasons, but one being forced lockdown in Beijing office over a single COVID case on the eve of the Winter Olympics. So apparently the the entire office has had to lock down in the office for seven days. Can't leave. Over one case.
3: What office? Well, they do. Don't
0: know.
4: Office supplies? I'm not sure. Giver, you across this story? I am across this story, but I might tease and get back to you after the break.
2: Mowers, start your engines. It's the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. I'm
0: <laughs> still not used to it. Still not used to it, the, uh, the shorter version. Anyway, get used to it guys give me that look at the moment. We've got Lenny Lawler coming up. Uh, <laughs> not that look. He's giving me a filthy look. Uh, Lenny Lawler, um, head honcho at Australian Lawn Fanatics. He's coming up on the Mowers Club in this third hour. Hey, just before we get to Lenny, Nick, um, something's popped up on the PGA Tour uh, Instagram site. This is Jack Ni- Nicklaus's summer schedule when he was a kid. So walked. he lived near a golf course, obviously, where yep. he grew up, I think in Ohio there. Seven thirty, walk to course, hit balls. Eight o'clock, play eighteen holes. Eleven thirty, hit some more balls, twelve thirty putting practice. One 1.00, o'clock lunch. One thirty instruction with head pro. Two thirty play eighteen holes. Six o'clock hit balls. Six thirty walk home for family dinner. Seven thirty walk back to course hit more balls. Eight thirty walk home because it got dark. No wonder he got good.
3: <laughs> the more you
0: practice, the luckier you
3: get. That was Amohama though, but um Yeah that like it's a pretty... dream day for you. Why oh. Yeah, it's Wednesday for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've done four seventy-two holes in one day. Is that there on?
0: Come on, Jack. How'd you recover this time? I didn't do it this Much year better. because my back wouldn't have held up. Much better. Yeah?
3: Much no, better. I better. I was better. I learned from my mistakes. I learned from my yeah. mistakes.
0: Well, it's good Beers that it you're. <laughs> you've found that ability to do that at your age as well yeah so. i feel like the
3: evolution of nick davis is still happening
0: <laughs> i think that'll go on until the day <laughs> you stop breathing <laughs> somehow somehow uh the play is about to start by the way the tennis uh, clara torsen of denmark really talented young player taking on daniel collins first up of america on rod laver arena not rla
3: well oh, done, man. Adam. It looks like they're walking in to play like a laser tag or something.
0: <laughs> uh, Maddie Inglis, West Australian, she is taking on Kai Kanepi on uh, Rod Laver Arena. After that one, and we've got Chris O'Connell for men's singles uh, later. He's taking on Max Cressy, who is a serve vollier. He's old school serve volley, so Pat he's Rafter. good to watch. He was a serve volley. Like, he said Pat Rafter was his um, childhood. Idol and just wanted to be like him And uh, Alex Demonor he takes on Pablo Andahar first up On Rod Laver Arena tonight So, um, Big Dave Tennis Out there, the talk seems to be um, Will be about Nick Kyrgios and his fight in the locker room Allegedly, <laughs> yesterday But uh, anyway uh, We are going to talk to Lenny later actually, Lenny Lawler From uh, Australian Lawn Fanatics But for now, I reckon we're going to talk to uh, Lord Tristan Merlihan, once again, to get into greater detail about the markets around the place. Thanks to topsport.com.au, home of the best Maltese. And uh, Gibbo, give us a thumbs up. I'm down here in Melbourne, a little bit remote. But if uh, if Tristan is ready to go, we're going to go to him right now. He'll be here in a second. But I reckon the Lord, the
3: Lord has been to many places. And yes. I think that... I don't think he. I don't think the weather would have stopped him doing many things. So I, I think I'm feeling like Lord Sir Tristan Melham from topsport.com.au that AU will have. Look, if he's going to be playing golf, if he's looking at breaking a hundred, he's he's not coming off the course no matter what it looks like because it's a big deal for him. If mm. it looks like he's going to score maybe ten runs, he's not he's not leaving the crease for a little bit of rain, or if he's got three legs of the quaddie.
0: He is not leaving the race course, Lord, Sir Tristan Melihan. You're talking about um, weather conditions, worst possible weather conditions. As mates, a bunch of mates at school in high school, whenever it hosed down, like, and I'm saying biblically or like for three days straight, and we knew it was going to be a heavy 15 up at Beacon Hill Oval and it was just a mud heap, mm. we'd go up and play footy in the mud. That's up what there. It was about. The best.
3: We had the same. If it rained in in the Shire and those people that know they're going to play golf, that Carilla Golf Course is, in the best case scenario, a goat track, it's built on the side of a hill that you could just ride your boogie board down the fair. It was just the best as a kid.
0: <laughs> the, um, <laughs> I do remember one uh, discussion I had with a mate. It was that, like rang him when we got back from school and said, come on, it's on, we're going. Are you in? And then <laughs> he could hear his mum in the background going, <laughs> no, you're not going. I can't be washing your clothes. You go up there. You dirty everything. I have to wash all your clothes. You're not going. It's ridiculous. No, no. And he was basically in tears with his mum on the phone, saying, "Come on, mum, I want to go. I want to go." Said, That's bad parenting.
3: Got to let him get dirty. Got to let gotta, him break things.
0: Got to let him live. Anyway, to a learn. Little. Experience life and splashing around in mud, playing footy. There's no way to better experience life as a teenager, I reckon. I agree. Anyway, Gibbo, how are we going? Tristan's here. Tristan Millahan. Is he? Yeah. He's been thumbs listening up? to this whole rant. Oh, has he? Yeah. Excellent. Tristan from Top Sport. I wasn't sure if you were ready, mate. Hey, no son. one gave me the thumbs up. No one's communicating. No, I'm, I'm, Gibbo, don't I'm have your ready. palms up in the air. You're not even looking at me. Uh, <laughs> Tristan, hello, mate. What's how are you
5: going, boys? No, good. all all going as smooth sailing as normal. Good little uh, filler there whilst i been on hold for five minutes as all the NZ races are going. So no, it was good.
0: Gunnered dogs as well and things like that.
5: <laughs> Angle Park, uh, yeah, it's all all starting early this morning. So no, it been uh, been good and yeah, it's uh, it's plenty of um, pl- plenty of uh, interesting. Uh, sporting events in the in the wet weather isn't it so it's uh it's, it's been uh, a Race Track, which is uh where our office is located it's uh one of the best tracks in the world for weather if a bird fly, flies over the top and uh and does its business the track gets abandoned and again we've got no racing at moolumbar today so um unfortunate but we'll we'll move on and we'll there's plenty of other race meetings on today
0: hang on you're based at moolumbar race course can I ask why?
5: We are. We are. Our, our head office at Moorlembar Racecourse, we've got a couple of offices, one on the Gold Coast and one at the Embar, Merbar track, and we've been there for four months, and I think there's been three meetings scheduled, and none of them have yet uh, to actually be run. It's a, it's, it's a good, good drainage track there.
0: Is it because um, everyone's an anti-vaxxer up there, and they just can't get people through <laughs> the gate, or...? <laughs>
5: <laughs> it could be a couple of other reasons, maybe, but yeah, no, it just doesn't <laughs> tend to tend, tend to dry as well as what, what what maybe some of the other tracks do.
3: <laughs> Tristan, somewhere where we do have racing at Randwick, there's an overcast top five at the moment. The summer racing, the Carrington Stakes today, uh, pretty good field assembled.
5: Pretty good field, yeah. It's um the the tr- the racing's just sort of you know, moving towards that Sydney carnival now. We're, g- we're going to get to autumn before we know it. So yeah, there's it's it's a pretty good field, and there's been it was a really big go when we first released the pri- prices for the thirteen through the cracks. It it was five dollars into three seventy, just popped back out to four twenty. But the one they've come for at big odds is look like Elvis. They're both drawn wide, which just with a little bit of sting out of the ground, that might play into their advantage. Thirteen dollars into eight looks like Elvis, but yeah, pretty good field. Purple sector as well. Special reward up the top, and uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing how the, uh, how the those horses um, face off.
3: Is it been I uh, sort of stepping away from the? You you're sort of seeing there's been a few trials where a lot of these uh, a, a lot of these. Uh, Autumn contenders are starting to step out in in the trials, and they're back at track work. Have you Is there been any sort of long price move, like a Queen Elizabeth, or any of sort of those big autumn races offer off a good trial? Has there been any mo- early moves in any of those racing?
5: Yeah, you, def- you gen genuinely get a, a lot of people uh, look, looking for those uh, those trialers, as you say. The one they've actually. Um, well, the one we've laid just um, in, in the last little while, sorry, where was that race? It's, it's gone. The one, well, it wasn't necessarily the trial form, but Profundo and the Queen Elizabeth. It's been smashed. It's been $17 into 9.50. So they, they've all kind that of, they sort of try to find those horses a little bit of odds um, in the lead up. And yeah, look, looking at the trials is definitely a way to go, particularly when, you know, maybe depending on the day, the traders are focused on uh, other things and there might be a little bit of value to be had if you can find one that trials, particularly a little bit under the radar as
3: well. Yeah, I'm, I like looking for those ones. That's where you can. Uh, that's where you can go. Also down in Melbourne, uh, Mooney Valley, uh, and a strong nine race card there.
5: Strong nine race card. We haven't won on a Saturday Mooney Valley for about four years, so punters should be really loading up today. <laughs> it's a bit of a bogey track for us on a Saturday, but the. <laughs> <laughs> the punters have been coming for the four fundraiser, which is a topical tip um, at the Valley Track on a Saturday. So three hundred and sixty into two dollars ninety, been very, very well backed. It's a good little meeting there. Like I should say, nine races. It's, there, there's no you know big black type races, but a few of the horses are starting to work their way back as well. The um, uh in, in race 8 as well Curran, 850 out to 12 but the one they've come for has been the favorite in the boat um Alana Kelly 290 into $2.30 so yeah it, it's it's a good little meeting the doomben races are decent unfortunately no racing at ascot but looks like some some decent races on throughout the day which which will be good
3: yeah oh, just one there at doomben and I will uh I won't he's the worst tips in the world and I, I don't ask him for tips but my mate uh Noel Kello has gone to doomben today uh he's Race three, number five C Raider. It's opened up favourite. Uh, he normally doesn't travel too far from the Gold Coast, my man. So a little bit of a tip in itself that he's going to get in the in, get in the car and head up the uh, the highway to Doomban.
5: Yeah, well, 340 into 270 have been very, very well found. Johnny Gilmore, the trainer. I've got a little share in the two in that race, Cedar Power, which I don't think is quite right, but i would be watching that horse to see how it travels because I reckon next start, when it gets up to the 2,000, 2,200, I think it's going to be very, very hard to beat. So just put your money on Knowles uh, ride there, C Raider, but just keep a little eye out for Cedar Power. An Irish horse has come over very lightly raced, uh, had a couple of little injuries, but I think it's going to be working towards
3: something later in this prep. Before we move on to sport, uh, anything there? Trent, is he any whispers from Trent? as he passed a little post-it note across the desk?
5: <laughs> yes, Trent. Trent did find one. He's been a bit vocal this morning. He's he's had a had a couple of arguments with the kids overnight. I think so. He's a bit cranky. But um, race four, number six, is been his tip of the day. Sir LeMur, five dollars fifty into four forty. It's uh, Tommy Berry. Form doesn't look great on paper, out a barrier 10, but I just don't think the race is, is as good as what it's been in in recent times. So I think that one is, is a good one to sort of get your money nice and early. That's race four at number six, Sir
0: Lemur.
3: At Randwick. Adam, are you yeah. going to go? Before we no, I'm from? just
0: saying post-it notes up at Bar. they usually get rolled up with a few um, few herbs <laughs> put in them and uh, enjoy the <laughs> afternoon that way. But um, not many post-it notes in the top sport office, in the, uh, the southern top sport office, anyway. Um, uh, uh, Randwick. Uh, My bet uh, will be, it's just dropped off my page right here, in race uh, eight, nine, I should say, race nine, second last, uh, the John O'Shea-trained Opacity.
5: Ah. Race nine. Oh, yeah, number six. Geez, $26 six. into 13. This sort of, uh, these prices are right on your wheelhouse. Whenever you get one of those at the big odds, it firms up. We've seen a bit of success recently, so we'll put it straight on the nose, or are you going to go each way? I think I know the answer to that question based on previous responses. <laughs> if, if, if
0: I went each way, which would be the, the sensible, like, that's how I lo- like to live my life, the bloke who is sitting behind a microphone, and I'm looking at him right now from down here in Melbourne with a red hat on named Nick Davis, would me. not let me... The, like, he would not let me rest for the rest of the year. He'd just owned me about it. So, no on hey, the nose, please, mate. Adam, on the nose.
3: at topsport.com.au, we gamble responsibly. You go each way if you feel like you need to go each way. It is a staple. Topsport.com, they do two things. They give you the best of the best multis, and you gamble responsibly. Gamble okay. responsibly, Adam.
0: On the nose, please. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, it is very responsible if you're going to double your winnings, if you have a double as much on instead of the half uh, each way bet. So I think that's a very good play, but I'm sure we'll be hearing about it if it runs second or third, which will be good. So um, that, that's that's on the uh, for Cancer cancel Race nine, number six, Opacity.
3: Uh, Tristan, we had Trey Wingo on earlier previewing the, uh, the NFL playoffs. Let's run through those. The first game is the Tennessee Titans and the Cincinnati Bengals. Tennessee will be short there.
5: Yeah, they are. I can't believe this betting in the Super Bowl. They had the equal best record with Green Bay going into the finals. They get King Henry back. They get the week off. They get to... Sit and watch everyone go around. And they are the third roughest team to win the Super Bowl at $9. Um, I find it amazing. Um, and they go into this game $1.50 favorites. They're going to probably face, or well, they are going to face the winner of uh, Buffalo or Kansas with one of them probably being knocked around a little bit. So $1.50 the Titans, $2.64 Cincinnati in the Lions, three and a half. Cincinnati look a very exciting side. I think in the next couple of years, they're going to be pushing deep into the playoff runs, even they might cause an upset this weekend. But um, looking deeper down, Copes' 49ers, 5 against the Packers' 139. 49ers built for finals footy, but they've got a few players out, five and a half the line there. The Rams, I think there could be an upset brewing. 2.29, the Rams, dollar sixty-four. Tampa, and the Lions, 2.5. And then the game everyone's waiting for, Buffalo, 2.09, Kansas City, dollar seventy-six. and the Lions, 2.5. Whoever wins that game is going to be the new Super Bowl favorite, in my opinion. I think they're sitting second and third at the moment in the betting, and whoever wins that I think will firm up in front of the Packers, assuming they get the result.
3: Any uh, moves there? And i like to get topspot.com.au responsibly going to the player bet market there on the Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs. Game, as Trey said earlier in the show, five touchdowns each for Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. They'd be pretty popular there, sort of three and above uh, touchdowns for those two guys.
5: Yeah, they're, they're, they're one of our most popular markets. Jump onto the site, go to the player bets options. You can bet on the player TDs. If you think Josh Allen can, can throw five-plus, he's $9.28. <laughs> Patty Mahone's five-plus is $7.64. So even just one of those blokes to do it, you can get, uh, you can get plenty of value there. So um, we, we've got pass completions, rushing yards, carries, receiving yards, receptions, plenty of options there. If you like the NFL and you want to have a bit of interest in individual players, make sure you check out the play bets option.
0: Uh, where does it sit, Super Bowl, in terms of your hold with other sports?
5: yeah it's it's massive and and it's um it it i think this year is probably going to be as big as ever because i think whichever side gets in there's going to be a big public following i think you're going to have either green bay or tampa probably on one side and then you're likely to have you know maybe kansas and buffalo or kansas or buffalo should i say on the other side so it's going to be a a very popular betting proposition and we just there's so many markets so you just people get so excited about it there's you know particularly if it's an even betting game you get so much action on both the win the line the totals so I would say it would be probably third in our... Probably fourth or fifth, I'd say, in our individual match um, throughout the course of the year. I think AFL, NRL Grand Final, one and two. Origin, probably in that in that little gap as well, depending if, if the series is live. And then, yeah, NFL, the Super Bowl, probably right there behind it, I would say, in the top five. Tristan,
3: another one for today. The, the tennis down at Melbourne Park at Rod Laver Arena, not RLA. Uh, has there been anything there... And I just want to know, I think at the start of every week, there's uh, the, the old 15-20 legger uh, of the, the tennis multi. <laughs> Has there been a big tennis multi that's uh, lobbed at topsport.com.au this week?
5: Yeah, the uh, it's been a very tricky week to price the uh, the first round of any ma- any major is always difficult. You got a lot of uh, like it's it's obviously not that hard to price up uh, Stisipas or Drafa uh, or these sort of guys, but when you go into the first round of a major when you have got number sixty against number eighty uh, facing off, particularly when they haven't had the preparation like has been the case yes. in, in a lot of the uh, matches this Aussie Open, it's been torture, and uh, the punters have been all over us in the first couple of days. Uh, It generally happens the first couple of days are very tricky from a bookmaking point of view. So yeah, we have found a few multis. We've um, had a couple of multis that are just lob by half a game, so that's always an interesting watch there, trying to see if a bloke's going to hold serve at 5-3 or get broken at 5-3 when the game's pretty much decided. So no, the punters have been right on top there, and yet plenty of multis, and now we're moving into the big game, so we'll be looking to claw a little bit back.
0: Yeah, that's why they actually lock betting apps on site so you log into the tournament Wi-Fi you are blocked from all Mm. betting apps and you're right as well like with accreditation we're actually not allowed to bet on the event media accreditation which is probably fair enough so you step away but you hear before those first rounds you hear all kinds of things about oh so-and-so got off the plane and they got you know they've they got the spicy cough, or, or they've just recovered from it, or they've got a cold, or they've got a hamstring strain, but they're just rocking up for the hundred grand first prize money, uh, first round prize money. So, yeah, um, it, it's probably better for your for your health that you don't bet on those matches <laughs> at the start of a tournament, Tristan, because there's it's an absolute minefield.
5: It is. It is. It, it, normally, it's the French Open. That's the one that, uh, that that's always <laughs> dangerous for us. But uh, yeah, the Aussie Open probably this year, just with the extenuating circumstances, have proven very difficult. But you know, punters have still got to find the winners, and uh, there's been some good matches though on court as well. So it's um it's it's moving into the second week now. We're looking forward to some some big names uh, facing off.
3: Tristan, I did tease it before. Uh, your best uh, sporting. Where have you? had the worst conditions to either watch or play uh sport. What have you got for us? Yeah,
5: well, my, my normally when I play cricket, there's a roof on top. So I don't have too <laughs> much uh, in terms of conditions there that I worry too much about. But uh, my, my worst watch ever, I was actually just, uh, as I've touched on a few times in this show, my lovely wife is Irish and uh when I went over to visit her hometown for the first time, I had to go and meet all of her brothers. And she's got oh, four or five, I can't remember the latest headcount, but she's got four or five brothers. And um, we went over there and they took me to the pub on the first night of getting there. And um, we were I was so pumped, we were going to the Leopardstown races the next day. And uh, I was so excited to be going. I was only about 20, 22 or something at this stage, and I was looking forward to going and watching the uh, watching the races live. I have never had so much to drink, and I was up singing the land down under. I was I was held hostage. I had to do the famous uh, hold the beer pint up on the roof with the Q Club, uh, Q, Q Stick, uh, which is a very famous yes. Irish prank, and I was left there for a little while, so I was certainly uh, taken for a ride. But I was like, that's all right, everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's going to be turning up to the races the next day, and everyone's going to be under the weather. Well. Of the five brothers that were at the bar with me, not one of them bothered to turn up. And I was at the Leopardstown races in about minus three degrees, absolutely hungover, sitting there, and I did not back one winner out of the 20 bets <laughs> that I had throughout the course of the day. And it was absolutely torture. I thought, I'm going to go in for a little... Uh, I went into the bathroom just to sit down, and I fell asleep there for a couple of hours. So it was a very, very, very long day, and uh, that, that, that was probably my worst uh, day of racing in my entirety of, the, of my life. It was a very tough, tough watch.
0: That sounds like fun. Tristan, thank you for sharing that uh, wonderful, not-so-wonderful story, and good luck today with topsport.com.au. Appreciate your time again, mate. Thanks, guys. See you soon. We're back in a moment as the Mowers Club continues.
2: Whether you need to trim, blow, cut, or mow, there's a Toro for everyone. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
0: Now, we were meant to do do yourself a favour, something we've been watching, listening, and or reading uh, at the moment, but Nick... You've pushed that to one side because I want you to do us a favour and tell us a story that you've got on the tip of your tongue right now. Go for it.
3: Another one of the uh, the, the worst conditions played or watched sport in, uh, as I said, I watched uh, Cronulla Sharks play, it would have been early 90s down at Shark Park. It was just coming in sideways down there as it can at, uh, it would have been Caltex Field, I reckon, back then. Yes. But, um, this this is one I played in as... Uh, under 18s um competition uh we we played in the the tse cup as the new south wales act rams flew down to melbourne and then bus ride up on the day to ballarat and it's probably the epicenter of coldness in, of victoria in the in the middle of uh in the middle of winter and as a 18 year old fly to melbourne bus up to ballarat which is a decent bus ride probably mm. a couple of hours and it was just like Sideways, just sleeting <laughs> and sideways, and we're looking around, going, "Oh, can we get long sleeve jerseys? Can we? We're having hot like." And the coach was Stevie Wright at the time. who was a, a, a Swans AFL legend, he's Swans legend, and um caught me in the shower having a hot shower before the game. <laughs> 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 and was <laughs> that? So what are you are doing I'm some gold makers. Get out, of the, get out, of the, get out of the friggin' shower. That right? So get out of the friggin' shower. And so we've gone out, and we've, we've gone out, and we've played the first half against the Ballarat Rebels, and getting like we're not playing well.
0: Uh, <laughs> and you're minding your own business down the Ford pocket just no, waiting for the ball to come in those to you. Day,
3: No, back in those days, I had to do some work and. Get up through the midfield so we're getting B right. And he's like, right, everyone, into the showers. And i am got great oh, great idea. You've taken my advice from the from before the game. We should have warmed up. He's like, right. David had a hot cold showers for everyone. So we've had oh. to have cold showers at half time. Cold showers at half time. We made a bit of a comeback. I don't I don't think we won, but um, like seriously. I, I I do I remember another one there was one where I think I've said this story before where we uh, the Swans we were in Melbourne we were playing um whoever it was at Etihad at the dome mm. so we we're sitting at the at the hotel <laughs> opposite the so it's like a 5 minute bus ride you don't like it is just Pelting down in Melbourne, like <laughs> pelting and freezing cold. <laughs> and we're sitting there and we're like, hi, oh, how good. We do not have to get wet for the whole day. You're in the hotel, is underground. Stadiums underground, under a roof, perfect. And we're watching Fremantle play Geelong at Kardinia at Skilled Stadium when GMHBA, whatever it's called, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and it was Jeff yeah. Farmer and were sitting there in just hands of hot water, <laughs>
0: just trying to get warm. That oh, joint's like Mawson Base, isn't it? When it's cold. Oh, it's great. It just right on the water. It. It's oh, just yeah. in half. Oh, outstanding. In uh, half,
3: but the winter sports, it's just a be, its How good is just being into the winter sports?
0: Well, it's the middle of summer, though, at the moment. We're going to catch up with a man who's just stepped off the mower, I dare say, or duties with the mower, Joel Kane, in a moment after the news. On the Mowers Club, SEN. Yes, everything's on the SEN app, including every word that Nick Davis has said <laughs> on this show today. Now, welcome back, and it's a big 2022. First time I've spoken to this great man uh, this year, Joel Kane joining us on the line right now, a host of Afternoons here on SEN 1170. I think they're doing some breakfast shifts. I don't know why you would even think about doing that, because human beings weren't designed to get up when it's still dark. Joel Kane, how are
6: you? Oh, boys, Happy New Year, by the way, but haven't I dropped the ball there? I'll tell you why, because I'm actually going to be at a conference the night before on the Gold Coast, right? And this conference is quite the celebration sort of one and uh, wraps up quite late. (laughs) And I'm going straight to the Gold Coast studio to host breakfast with Bears Head the next day. And then another thing, if it wasn't hard enough as it was, of course, Queensland, where I'll be,
0: they haven't moved
6: the hour forward. So I'm actually going on air local time 5am. What a
0: disaster. Complete desire. Pack the dancing shoes, mate, and go
6: straight through. <laughs> I don't, mate, I, I, mate, from the great advice of uh, Esquire Gibbo, I'm
4: thinking about that.
0: Yeah, well, he's tried it a couple of times, Gibbo, and it's uh, well, worked for him a couple of times. And has it work for him? True, Gibbo?
4: Yeah, absolutely true. Adam, can we just get a court three updated Australian <laughs> Open? I believe yeah. there's a doubles match that is going down to the wire. So, no, well, this doubles match, um, Joel, just to bring you in here, if
0: this doubles Mm. match, uh, the end of the first set, I'm going to need to leave on court three because I'm actually calling the next one. So I'll need the time to get over to Melbourne Park from where I sit right now. Gibbo (laughs) is, you wouldn't believe how much (laughs) of a fan (laughs) Gibbo is of the partnership of Martich and also Shelby Rogers right now who are 5-1 up. And if they make it 6-1, Gibbo's into the hosting chair and a lifelong dream, well this morning at least, to get me out of the uh, picture, comes true, Joel.
6: Put me in, coach. That's what he'd be saying. (laughs) You know, pressure. Some eat it, some get eaten by it. And this young
4: man, Gibbo, he's just ready to attack. Let me tell you that much, boys.
0: Oh, it's 5-2, unfortunately, Gibbo. They've uh, they've, they've they've broken back. We've still
4: got 15 minutes of the show left, Adam, so I'm sure I'll get the ball at least once.
0: Yeah, you will. You will. You're on. Uh, Joel, mowing. What's happening? Um, we were meant to have Lenny Lawler, who was going to join us this morning from Australian Lawn Fanatics, but unfortunately he's stuck mowing. The, he's oh. literally mowing the lawn on his property at the moment, and he is stuck. Like, he's got some uh, mechanical issues that he's going to have to tend to. Um, how's your – like, at the moment, I'm getting reports yep. out of Sydney that humidity is it's, – it's like things are growing like the Daintree rainforest up there at the moment. It's oh. just ridiculous.
6: It falls gold a little bit, isn't it? We're all boasting about our lawns, but let's be honest. You, you sort of can't muck it up at the moment. You can probably hear, as I walk towards the neighbour's house, you can hear that mower in the background as he spied it up. And, and, boys, as you know, with mowing, can you hear the mowing in the background?
0: Can't quite. Not yet.
6: No, you no, won't have a minute. It's contagious, isn't it? When you hear the sound of the of the lawnmower, you feel compelled to go and get amongst it yourself, which I'm about to do myself. I'll oh, tell you what I've done, boys. I have... Uh, graduated to the, the double cut, no catcher. I'm, I'm mowing that yeah. often,
3: and I'm not even using the catcher. So let the, d- let d- the d- notches d- and get back into the lawn.
0: Run, run us through That's this. It. So, so what, what's the tactic here? How do you actually perform this manoeuvre, Joel?
6: Well, the greenkeeping rooster, a lot of listener, he put me onto the double cut, which is fine. So you go one way and the other, and it teaches the grass to go in various ways and hits him perfectly. But the key then is to, if you're regularly mowing, so I put out the grass bin the other day and you'd expect it this time of the year to be absolutely full, but I was near empty because I've been doing the, the no-catcher and the nitrogen goes back in and with the lasagna floating around, it's just magnificent. I will say this though, boys, I ran into a bit of an obstacle the other day and I think I've got some bad counsels uh, from the Great Bears Head. A, a neighbour of ours, right? We've all got this neighbour who's just want to complain about everything. And in the cane household, we're nil by complaint. And I realised we haven't complained about anyone ever anywhere where we've lived. So it's probably time we lifted our game. So anyway, it was about seven thirty six PM on a Sat it was this time last week, Saturday afternoon. I'm sitting out in the back and I'm having a beer. And this bloke fires up the mower at seven thirty six. So I've jumped onto mm. the shed with with Gibbo and Co and Head and Brooksy and said, What's the go? Like are you allowed to actually it just didn't feel right, you know, next door was having a barbecue and other p everyone's just having fun and then this bloke's who's a perennial complainer, has fired up his mower. Mm. And Bear's Head says, no power tools after four o'clock on a Saturday. So I thought, you know what? Complaint number one, here we go. So I've said, oi, hey, it's it's no power tools after 4pm, right? And he's shaking his <laughs> head. He's not happy at all, right? And then I've done some Googling and I've I got a feeling the Bear's Head's information was incorrect. <laughs> so you might need to this Incredible. You, so... False allegations. You might need your listeners to to sort of work out what the actual rule on a Saturday afternoon is for the bowling.
0: Yeah, I I don't mind a late Arvo one, Nick. Mm. I, I'm, I, it's if it was seven thirty six a.m., then you've got a massive problem. Yeah, then that's in got,
3: that's that's in the the Mowers Club bylaws.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, you're yeah. straight
3: to court for that. But oh, mm. well, when yeah, can you start I, it up on a Saturday, boys? Eight, eight. eight. Yep.
0: Yeah. Play on.
3: It's a hard eight. It's a hard yeah, eight. eight. It's a
0: hard I reckon six. Seven thirty yeah, six is um, taking the pi double five a little bit, I think. But I think so. Yeah, you've See, you, to got to
3: struck the chord of the Toro by six, and then and then yeah. mow along. If it takes you half an hour, that's fine. That's fine. That's well, I think fine. that's I think, fine. Yeah,
6: I'll, well, you, everyone's relaxing. It's a Saturday night. Um, but, but I've probably had a false allegation. He's probably in the right by the books, but uh, not at the pub test. You know what I mean, boys?
3: That, oh, I yep. think that's but, the one. That the, the pub test is the one, and that's where you've got to go by. It, it, it's, not right. it's not right. The, but mate, the yeah. problem is, though, you might be able to take it as a little bit of credit, whereas if you've got out and your lawn is looking absolutely pristine, which it is at the moment, he's probably looked across and gone, oh, jeez, have, yeah. have a look at I've mine. Got something I need to keep here. up a little mm. bit of... You, A little bit of shaming your neighbours into having to
0: to upkeep (laughs) Bill.
3: I didn't realise, guys. Sorry, Joel, go.
6: I I wouldn't have you over today because uh, this is a bit of a loss leader where I've I've applied during the week the uh, weed and feed. So there's a bit of a brown tint coming out through the moment, but you know long-term gains are coming up. So I wouldn't be hosting a party today, but I would have you next week.
0: Yeah, no, it's completely understandable. You've got to... You've got to go backwards to go forward, so it's exactly. totally understandable. I um, I will say this as well, just in general. I mentioned earlier to Nick that um, uh, my wife uh, was wanting to mow the lawn uh, through the week, so she calls me and says, "Where's the mower? Where's the petrol?" Mm. Blah blah blah. Mm. You don't realise how much on automatic pilot we are as mowers, about how actually intricate it is to get a mower going. Yeah. Like all the little bits and exactly pieces. Right. We just do it, and like running running it through the process. This is quite involved. I feel quite intelligent being able to do this subconsciously without even thinking. It's, it's quite all, the autopilot. We've all got our
6: little systems too, don't
0: we? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Are you being told off in the background there, Joel?
6: No, the one one of the one of the daughters is going to work. Who, who, uh, one of them, by the way, she went for a job interview yesterday. Uh, Dad, shut up! Um, she lasted forty five <laughs> minutes before she pulled the. Uh, she got, She didn't get fired, she said. She walked out. Yeah, they're quite rude. So um, she, oh, she made the choice
3: to walk away.
8: you're rushing me, I don't really care. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is why mowers on a Saturday morning, you're out there mowing. You're not dealing with any of this child problem. You get the earmuffs on. Oh, it's
2: in my car. No, me.
0: you know what's Oh, hi, boys. Hi, the the car is turned on. Joel's Bluetooth is on in the car. Joel has been overridden by the Bluetooth in the car.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, this happens. I think we'll say goodbye to Joel now, will we? Or uh, Gibbo, keep him on. What say bye, yeah, we'll bye. bye. We'll say bye to the Canes. Bye, Joel Kane and family. Great to have your company this morning. But yet um, Nick, when I was actually running through the process of starting a mower, it's actually quite involved. It is. It's difficult it, to pass over on the,
3: over the phone. You got the your, your primer, and then you've got the, the if you need to put fuel in, if if you need to do all that sort of bit.
0: It, it's um, probably something that is yeah, it's quite hard to uh, to do. My son actually is sixteen, and when I get back, he's going to be on the lawn apprenticeship. So I'm going to take you through how that lawn apprenticeship is going in the next couple of weeks and passing one mowing baton on to another. I
3: think I think that's the right time.
0: Sixteen. Absolutely yep, I think it's the right time. Um I've got to go because this uh Gibbo <laughs> <you're in>. him. <laughs> he's doing in.
3: some work. He's run, he's just running on the spot at the moment it's Just limber it's like he's
0: down at fine leg. Oh. Now all thanks to the super fast charging all electric Kia EV six uh, the super fast charging all electric Kia EV6. It's as silent as the critics find out more at kia.com slash AU. Uh, we're going to have some tennis after the break because I'm going to the tennis right now. You can call me on the phone if you want, Kibba, because I'm just walking
3: across.
4: Oh, I think we'll be all Pacific. right, mate. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we don't
2: want to
3: bug you. It'll be fine. No, you gotta, you got to get, prepar- <laughs> yeah, you yeah. get your preparation done. you got to know what their serving percentage is like and all that sort of stuff.
0: Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure this morning. Thank you. And good luck for the last 15 minutes. I'll be listening on the app as I walk to the tennis. So, um, yeah, have a good one. Off to a quick break on the Mowers Club. Back to wrap things up with Not Me in a moment.